Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hi, welcome to the Big Little Business Show. Can't believe we're at episode three already, Claire. I know. How exciting is this? Now, you sent me a, a suspicious picture in the week, which I need to talk to you about. Um, I, I'm not quite sure which body part was in this picture, but it, it was red and swollen. So do you want to talk about that? <laughs> Yeah, so let me begin. <laughs> yes, <laughs> let me explain. So I was sitting in the garden, um, gosh, about five days ago now. I don't know. can't remember what day it was. But I was sitting in the garden and I brushed a spider off my chair in the garden um, and then sat down and felt an almighty great big sting and burn to my leg. Um, thought actually I might have stuck, we've got rattan furniture, so I thought that maybe, some, you know, sometimes the wood can sort of stick out of the of the netting um, I thought it was that to be honest didn't think anything more of it and uh, woke up in the morning to an incredibly stiff leg um, which was incredibly painful and um, anyway and transpires that I was actually bitten believe it or not by a spider you're joking I didn't even know that happened like we're in well, the UK you don't I, I didn't know there were any spiders that could bite you in the UK well, I didn't either. And the irony of it is, is I was due to be in Australia in April. Um, so um, I hadn't really thought about spider bites too much, to be honest, and especially not in the UK. But um, yes, uh, I have two two bite wounds in my leg and it's still very, very sore and very, very bruised. Because you can actually see the puncture marks. Yes, you can. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. If you want to get bitten by a spider, you go to Australia. That's I mean, not well, that anyone. Yes, quite. I'm not, I mean, not everyone's seeking it out, obviously. But um, if you're going to get bitten, that's where you'd expect to be but not in the UK that's really weird yeah it is and actually since it happened I've spoke to a couple of people who've also been on the same and one lady was uh, going to freak everyone out now completely um, one lady was actually um, on a drip um, and I was told when it blistered up that um, if it didn't subside in 24 hours I would have been also on an antibiotic drip <gasps> because the poison Whoa. yeah the poison spread so quickly so because you draw I don't know if it, you could draw a line around it and you have to measure the spread and the spread was it grown it was well it was an inch every sort of few hours and went right down to my knee uh, but thankfully the antibodies in my body <laughs> managed to fight it off still not quite right but I've avoided going in to have the drip put on so I'm pretty pleased about that have you developed any special superpowers that we can talk about? Um, I haven't yet tried to climb up the side of my house or indeed <laughs> wrap the children up in my web when they refuse to do their homework. <laughs> that but... would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yes, hold them in a certain position while I sit in the garden sunbathe. That could work too, but um, I'll try it out. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get the video on that and let us know how that goes. So, Paul, who have you been speaking to this week? Oh, I've actually been talking to two people this week. Oh, two people? Okay. Yeah, this is a really interesting one. I've been talking to a husband and wife who run a business together. Together. That's, that is brave. And I know a lot of people do it, but I, oh, I wouldn't have thought that would be for everyone, would it? Um, no, I'm sitting on the fence with that one, to be honest. I, um, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how this works. Right, so let's find out what happened when I spoke to Chris and Karen Lang about running a business and being married at the same time. This is the Big Little Business Show. Let's start off by telling us a little bit about Fit School and how it works. Do you want to start or shall I? The way you're pointing at it, I think I should really. Go for it. That was kind of a, you're in the corner. This is pretty uh, much cor- how we work, Paul. So, like, <laughs> I'll talk, although I just think, ah, throw him under a bus. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm used to it. <laughs> right. We started Fit School because we were together working in a gym back in London at the Strand. And this was back in 2003 to four. we met. Mm-hmm. And... 
we we always saw the gym as a place just more than just a place to to work out at. It was a place where different people came and had different objectives, but we were in the gym machine where it was a case of they targets, uh, these are the amount of bums and seats you need and go out there and do that. And there was never any attention to, uh, given to the quality of sessions or people's objectives and goals. And that really didn't, didn't sit well with no, either of us. I can all. remember going to heads of department meetings and these are like really luxury gym chains. Yeah. And all it was about was um, sales. Oh. That was heads of department meetings were about sales. And we couldn't understand why there was nothing about retention or looking after mm. existing customers fell into the fit school model because of the way our circumstances had presented themselves, which was we're a young family and we were into health and fitness as part of a lifestyle. And we met other people who were in a similar situation and they felt as if they were outside of that, uh, outside of a, a system to help keep themselves fit and active. We always felt like square pegs in round holes. Like we were in gyms, which were supposed to be places where people were getting fitter, but actually we saw people coming in, no one really caring about them. Um, and they spent all their money and they didn't get any better. And we felt like if you were putting all that money into a private school education and learning that, you'd be kind of annoyed. Mm. But that seemed to be the gym model. So so Fit School came about from us really wanting to create, um, firstly, something that was a community-focused fitness business that people could plug into. Um, and secondly, a way of really educating. So um, a way of teaching people how they could almost be their, their own best coach. Quite often, if people understand and know and are more empowered, then they're far more likely to stick with something. So which came first? Did the business come first or did the relationship come first? The relationship first before fit school. But, um, so were you, were you in a relationship together when you were working in the, the gym in We in the met city? through the gym, Paul. Yeah, okay. We met. So Chris was working there in his lovely orange T-shirt that might give away what gym chain it was. I then started to do a little bit of work at the gym and um, I kind of met Chris, although he didn't really talk to me. Uh, he thought I was a bit of a snob. And then, um, yeah, we used to go out for little lunches, didn't we, in the, the park, the embankment gardens. Yep. That was kind of where we courted. And, and then, yeah, and so we were married before fit school, weren't we? Because we were yeah. married in 2009. Yes. And then we, fit school was seven years ago. So it yes. was 2013 that we officially became a limited company. Now you're a married couple. This idea pops into your head about fit school. Do you just sit there and think, whoa, hang on a minute. We're married. Is this a good idea? Did we ever think about I it? I think by the process of elimination, we were almost pushed into that corner because... I always remember this, this this moment when we're walking up the high street and we've got several, well, as with any kind of high street now, you've got shops which are suddenly there and they're not and then they'll have a um, like a, a painted window and they'll have flyers on there for various things from the circus, which is still being advertised, um, to boot camps and so on and so forth. And I remember seeing this, this board of, of several things from yoga, PT, well, like, just so many things. I thought, that's just too confusing. No one, is, no one understands well, how that's going to help them if they walk past and they're in that, that state in their mind where they think, yeah, I want to get a bit fitter. And they see that board, you're just throwing darts blindly. And we said, we need to create something that's got a, a structure for people. So we're trying to give them what we know to help improve not just their own lives, but their partner's lives and their kids' lives and their family's lives. And again, and that's where the school element came mm. into it. And then after a while, we just said, well, it's going to be fixed school. So we'll just combine what we're doing together and then we're going to 
see how it goes. Or no, we, did, we didn't actually think it very, married. It and, very much evolved, though, didn't it? So I, it sounds I, like so, it did, yeah. You didn't sit down with a plan. No. As right, we're gonna no, we did, we no. did have a business plan, Paul. We did, because in 2013, we nearly got a venue. That, mm. So we had to sit down and write a business plan, mm. which is quite interesting, actually, because having referred back to it, it's so very much now what we're doing. Mm. Um, wow. So, yeah, it's, it's bonkers, actually. So I think what's key for us is whereas a lot of business models talk about um, niching, <laughs> niching down. That's a very American product. word, that, isn't it? <laughs> I, I think I think I love niche. I think niche is niche so much is better. Great. It's so much better than niche. 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 So um, niche, and I, niche. I can really see, I totally see the value of, of that with an online product because we want people to find you. What we struggle with is that we've always been a community-based business, so we might have someone that's having a baby and her her mom's in my like kind of over fifties class. Mm. Um, so we're very much about the whole family, um, yeah. which is really important to us. Um, and I, but I think what our niche is, is... That's not, I know, say niche. Niche is great. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. 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 You're making Chris it uncomfortable. Your niche. <laughs> okay. niche. So, my niche. niche. My niche. <laughs> so, um, so our niche is much more actually about our audience than it is about our product. Correct. So how Correct. does it work? Because obviously you have, you have two kids as well. So there's all that going on, and they're all both at school or uh, under normal circumstances. They're at school because we're recording this during the uh, yeah the COVID lockdown. But under normal circumstances, they would be at school. So how does that juggling act work with you both working for the same company, your own company? Uh, yeah. You obviously being married and then having the two kids as well. How does that juggling go on? Uh, that, it, it is yeah. it is a juggle. Um, do, you think, do you think it might be easier because you're working on the same business or I think harder? there's never any sense of um your job is more important than mine um so I think that really helps it's like there's never a sense of oh you know you're the breadwinner and I'm the stay-at-home mom you know there's never any sense of that um I think we um we've always said to each other actually that you know if one of us is putting in a hard stint on something um and we need the other one to sort of say look you know, do you know, can you just sort out dinner? Because um, I've got to get this done. There's never a question of, well, you know, sometimes a little bit niggly. <laughs> we're not perfect, but, you know, we're working towards the same goal. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important. And, and you know, I do worry sometimes that it is, the business is part of the family. You know, even actually this will make love. You can't see this if you're listening. But um, so we were playing Lego at the weekend and we ended up making um, a, a garden Pilates studio out of Lego. And that was that was how I role play with the kids. And then I became slightly concerned that, you know, I ended up teaching them some business lessons because Naomi, uh, it's Rapunzel is on till there. And uh, and so our littlest one, Naomi, was trying to give someone a free class. I've said, I'm really sorry, Naomi. But like, we do complimentary, we don't do free. <laughs> Joking aside, though, you say that because you, your kids have grown up with you doing this. They don't know any other way. So this must have a benefit to them as they get older. I think, I think they see a lot more diversity um, with us than they would see if I just went out to work, came back, and that was it. Which is what I saw with my with my well, yeah, with my dad and my mum. My dad was out to work and back again. I remember going to work and seeing what he did and thought, thinking, "Wow, this is a different side to him." But they they see everything we do. It has helped because we are understanding 
a good example for that, a good example is on, let's say on a Monday when it is pretty chaotic in the house. And I, I would get back from work at about maybe 4.30 and then Karen's getting the kids from after, after school, school club. club. They get in. Isaac's going out to He's Cubs. He's at six. At six. Karen's then teaching. That's the time where it's just, you pick up what you can and you get things done. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm aware that Karen needs to get to that class stress-free or maybe half an hour before. It's a case of, right, mommy needs to get herself focused for the class and then let's you know, kind of you know, make sure things are okay for her and vice versa. Or if I've been doing early starts, yeah. I just 10 minutes, put my head down. <laughs> Then, you know, Chris so, is very good at falling asleep very quickly. But we just, <laughs> that's we just a guy know. thing, Chris. I'm good at that too. I'm a oh, great. And as you what get older, you, it gets better, which is fantastic. What did you said to me the other day about that? He said, it's uh, just like when his favorite position is horizontal in, the, in like, you know, in a sleeping sense. It's like it's either go, 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 or you're annoyed at me because I fell asleep so quickly. You had to wake me up. To oh, tell me. man, it just drives me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> So what is there? Is there such a thing as a day off? I mean, I know I, the, even from my perspective, it's very difficult because I'm the only man in the business. It's very difficult to switch off and shut the door. And I've actually physically, I physically turn my phone off most evenings now and close my office door because my, you know, when your office is in the house, it's it's harder to do that. Oh, and it's so much harder at the moment because. Oh, um, my, I mean, I'm all, all rules are are off at the moment. Yeah. Under normal circumstances, when we're not in this kind of situation, how do you two do it? Because not only are you running a business, you're both running the same business. Uh, is there a point where you, you do you discipline yourself to switch it off and switch it on, or or, or is it hard to do? How does that work? Ish. Well, I think I'd say rather than days, we have windows, um, like slots where the kids are doing stuff. Um, Chris is rubbish at taking days off. It's only because of lockdown that he's realised that he could actually take a Sunday where he doesn't go to work. Um, so I always try and take Sunday off. Um, I have a bit of a ritual. I like to go for a run and then I go to church and then I'm like, whoop, we're back on with Sunday. Whereas Chris is a bit more like, trying to do stuff on a Sunday and, and I sort of, so it's different. But then we have rituals like we'll make a really nice meal as a family on a Sunday night. Quite often on a Saturday, we'll all cook together with the kids. So it's more about doing things together. Yeah, well, I guess with the the, the ritual which we've worked with, done with work is is we, we try not to answer emails late. Little, little things, not answering emails. Like, You'll pick me up on it, actually, and um, say, stop it, don't open that email. You just leave, switch it off. What are you doing? We could be better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like uh, trying to actually have, like, in fact, when Wednesdays now, Chris is more local when we try and make a point, um, you know, under normal circumstances, we sort of maybe go for a coffee, wouldn't we, and have, um, mm-hmm. have a talk about business, which is something really nice to do, just mm-hmm. to, to go and have a proper mm-hmm. business meeting. Um, because actually... For all that we're running a business together and married, we do struggle to actually have a conversation about anything that's not kids or... Uh, that's a good point, tired. yeah. Do you talk about anything else apart from the business and the kids? Yeah. Um, we went quiet there for a while. Yeah, we, we do. It's, it's difficult, though, because I think... I think it, I wouldn't say it's specific to being in a business together. I think it's just a... Well, I've noticed it's, it's, some, it's a natural process of being in a relationship with a family for this length of time that after a while you you'll you lose the patience 
to have a conversation. You're so you know, you know each I mean? other so well you, you just, that you, you you know if he starts talking about something, Chris likes to talk about some quite intense stuff when it's quite deep, and I, and I, I my brain's ready to switch off and watch trash on the telly. Mm. And so I will just say because we're actually pretty good communicators, so I'll just say, do you know what? I, I just you're on your own with this right now. We've got we we know each other so well to not take offence most <laughs> of the time yeah. um, when one of us just says. Do you know what I'm trying to, or I'm trying to concentrate, you know, the classic is I'm trying to get something done, like an email out to all, and I won't really think, and I'm da 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 da, and then Chris will come in, la 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 la, with a little chat about, and I'm like, seriously, (laughs) need to concentrate. I was like, oh yeah, sorry, I forgot, like. (laughs) So what do you, what do you think are the ingredients to make this, to to make having a relationship and and running a business together, what, what do you think the ingredients are to make it work? You need to be uh, what do you, some we always sing. <laughs> no, you need a balance. You need a balance. You absolutely need a balance. I think. I think if you are aiming to be, oh, I guess, be crude, crude examples, looking to be seen as equals, it doesn't work because ego gets in the way. And you need a balance. You need to, you need to be comfortable. As I said earlier, comfortable if one person's at the front, one person at the back, and then vice versa. Or if you both at the front, you, you're not always going to be um, in the same place in the business at the same time. And at some point, you've got to recognise that the bigger picture is just you're, you're building something rather than being. I mean, we've known people who have been we'll call them alphas, and they're in their business and things have collapsed because they just they can't. They always yeah. have flashpoints. Yeah. They can't at one point think, okay, well. You've got to do this. I've got to do that, and vice versa. And the main one we always say is being able to back each other up. Yeah. Um, have each other's backs over certain things. Um, or, for example, when we have things outside of work happening, where we have some family issues, to know that okay, there is this additional stress. You've got to take the pressure off to be able to do work, rather than saying, "Well, why have we got this, this done by Monday? We should be done by Monday or Wednesday." We 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 know that we give each other um, pressure when we need to mm. get things done. <laughs> but at the same time, to say, actually, you know, you need a bit of a rest or a bit of a breather. We also champion each other. So I, I really struggle to, to let anyone else take control in our business. It's like my third baby. But I am so, you know, I constantly say, Chris is so good at what he does. Like, he's so, it's kind of one of the first reasons I was attracted to him because I was so inspired by how good he was and what he did and how passionate he is about it. Um, and I think that's really important in a business that you look at what the other person does and you totally trust um, their abilities. You strike me as a couple that doesn't tread on each other's toes. And I'm not saying that you would do that purposely. I think because you are quite different people, you're, all, you're two halves making a whole, in fact. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, yeah, well, that's like, we, we joke about it, but like in the, in the kitchen, um, Chris is the man that makes, you know, that perfectly cooks the steak or the squid and he's got the meat thermometer and the barbecue is clean and every, you know, anything that he cooks is quite precise. Whereas I'm the cook that like whips a sponge to get, clean up half of me, (laughs) you know, makes a sponge, but puts stuff in a casserole, like throws things together, um, just in a sort of nice, interesting way. Creative, uh, Karen. Yeah, I'm creative. (laughs) And actually, going back to your earlier point, Paul, I think what's really important and one thing that I've learned from business um, and that I really hope that our children take on board is that it's not necessarily about, like, I'm a really creative person, 
you wouldn't arguably my my career path isn't creative but i work in a creative way oh, that's um, good that's a good answer regardless of what industry you're in if you're running a business you need to have a certain amount of creativity in order to be to be able to to market and sell yourself properly. Before we finish off, there <laughs> used to be this show called Inside the Anxious Studio, hosted by a guy called James Lipton, who's sadly no longer with us. And he used to get Hollywood A-listers on every week. They were in a lecture theatre. It's like an American institution, this show. And he'd be firing questions about their career to them. And he'd be and they'd be answering and there'd be a bit of Q&A with the audience and stuff. And then he'd always finish with these 10 same questions. And I've taken inspiration from James Lipton's 10 questions. You know, it's good to you know, get to know a little bit more about you rather than just about the business. It's about the people gotcha. as well. Yeah. So what's your favorite smell? So when I used to get back from rehearsals on a Sunday and open the front door of my mum and dad's house and my mum had made roast dinner, that is my favorite smell. And what about you, Chris? I would say, yeah, it's my mum's cooking. <laughs> it's the dish. It's the dish that's been soaking in juices for days. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, day. you're not selling her cooking at all. There, you oh, know. it's good. No, it's good. I miss his mum's cooking. Everything smells in the house, the curtains, all the clean clothes. <laughs> it's that smell and it's, 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 the, it's the nostalgia of, of a mum's home cooking. Now, what's your favourite biscuit? And you can't say you don't eat biscuits because you're there to lie. This one's so easy for you. Oh, we know, don't we? We know what it is. Well, it depends. Favourites or dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. Well, I think that's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, um, I don't buy them for this reason, custard creams. Because he's not actually, he's not a sweet tooth person. He no. he's not, doesn't eat something for a sweet hit, he eats something because he's hungry. Yeah. And I just remember being astonished to find this like double pack of custard creams. And he, it was like, you know, it was like Cookie Monster or like a like kind of chipmunk. What about, what about yours though, Karen? Mine's a jammy dodger. But again, <gasps> I don't buy them because A, they, they don't really suit my, my digestion. Um, and I just would, they're just so nice. Like, but again, I'm, I'm a real dissector. It's it's because it's raspberry jam and not strawberry jam. And I love it when you drive past the factory where, where they make them. And I always imagine that that big silver vat is like a big vat of jammy Dodger jam. <laughs> I've been past the factory. Favourite movie? Oh, come on, what's my favourite movie? Sound of Music. Yeah, The Sound of Music. My daughter describes uh, it as the film where there's the lady in the dress on the on the field. <laughs> That's a great summary of the movie right there. <laughs> it's a tough one. I can't put he's it like, He's Mr. Marvel. A more modern film, still a long time ago, would have been the uh, Batman with Michael Keaton. Oh, the first one with... Uh, with, the, with um, uh, yeah. Danny De- oh, Was he in the first one, Danny DeVito, That's or the second one? Number, number two, so it was Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. That was 21 years ago, that film. Most famous person you've ever met. Go yes. on, go on, let it out, let it out. He hates uh, this, can't. he hates this, but But he on. loves it at the same time. No, he no, really genuinely. No, hates I have it. taken no pleasure in, in this this is the thing, this is how we are very different. When we when I first got to climb and um I had to not tell anybody. Told Karen and she said, "I've got to tell somebody." <laughs> I want to tell somebody. I, want to tell somebody. <laughs> I said, "Don't tell anybody." And she told her mum. And then all of a sudden, it's gone around the great, the great one. The yeah, great. You're building up the story, Chris. Who was it? Uh, who was it? Who was it? Uh, Claire Richards from Steps was a client but, for a DVD. But Chris did the uh, Chris did a celebrity fitness DVD basically um, called Five Step Fat Attack. No. Yeah. Oh, we need to <laughs> see this. Not know this. Yeah. 
it's, it's good. And he used to come down every day and just, well, how was it today? Oh, well, and he just was so annoyed by the the kind of fakery and that. Uh, is it, uh, are there copies of this available for, for you know, my own amusement? Um, <laughs> it, it is all on YouTube. YouTube. I'll find you the oh, link. Oh, fantastic. Five yeah. step batter tech. We, we, need to, we, we need to put that link up. Comes out once a year. Yeah, we need to be, be revealing that. So last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? There's a golf course. <laughs> there's a golf course yeah well, I think I think it's a pretty much a given if you're going to be in heaven you can, there's, there's as much golf as you want Chris yeah <laughs> my gosh yeah yeah I just want to I, I don't want to say anything I just want a big hug maybe maybe cocktails that don't make you drunk because I love a cocktail but I've just got not any tolerance so uh, or custard creams that don't make you fat I'll tell you what custard cream I'm thinking about them now but I know <laughs> I know that's the thing that I just cannot they cannot enter the house do you know what this is how much Chris loves um, our daughter Naomi is that when she went with him when he gave blood obviously at a time pre-COVID <laughs> where she could go you gave me a custard cream didn't you you get a packet of three and that's the thing that really ties me into keeping blood each time <laughs> is the three custard creams and when I got there Naomi sat down and she looked at my custard creams and she said oh do I get one <laughs> no <laughs> and after a minute or so the eyes looking at me as in you're a really mean parent you're not going to allow your daughter to custom cream so go on then go on then you can have that and yeah so I gave her one of and did someone her. else give her their biscuits and then someone else gave her as well oh my gosh so she ended up getting more than you did yes yeah that's absolutely. not good that's not good so quick plug tell us about Fit School where people can come and find you uh, website fit. Uh, I'm going to say this because Chris gets it wrong. Right? What's the website? What's the email address, Chris? It's info at fit-school.co.uk. Well Spoken done. like a true pro. Brilliant. So yeah, we've got the lovely Michelle who um, handles a lot of our kind of uh, member requests. So she, any questions, um, drop us an email there. Um, our website is fit-school.co.uk, and we're on Instagram at fit school sx so we're so drop drop us a dm um get in touch um and genuinely if you are a small fitness business or you've just started up um get in touch if we're not the right people to give you advice we do know people out there who are um got really we've built up a really lovely network people like yourself paul Mm -hmm. um so that have been in this industry for a while and are kind of good eggs (laughs) so happy to sort of refer people on or just offer a little bit of advice well but that's i think that's that's a good um bit of advice for any business really is it doesn't matter what industry you're in you connect with as many people as you can because you never quite know where that's going to lead you no, and, and one of the things, funny enough, I just started doing this year was um, trying to reach out the way I was training. So rather than necessarily always doing training courses with training instructors, I was trying to get out to different people's classes in the area, find out what they were offering. Quite often, people who, you know, we all know it, people that look on Instagram like they've got all of their, you know, all of their eggs in a row, whatever you want to call it. can't think of the analogy. Ducks. Um, ducks, ducks, thanks. <laughs> 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 All of their ducks in a row, they haven't, and they might be just as inspired by you as you are by them. Yeah, that's a very good point. Very good advice. Oh, well, thank you for that. That's been always a pleasure, never a chore, talking to you two. Brilliant. You're welcome. Look after yourself. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This is The Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. What a fantastic interview that was. I took so much 
from that, Paul, and listening to a couple who are living together, working together, married, um, and have children, and to hear how they, you know, they manage all of that was was incredible. Yeah, it's a real juggling act, isn't it? But you can tell from. I learnt from listening to them and hearing them talk to each other and talk to me and talk about their business and their relationship and stuff that, and now I suddenly I suddenly get how it works for them because they've obviously got quite a tight relationship. They they know their place individually within the relationship and it just works. It works and it was really lovely to hear about how they you know they don't compete with one another. There might be times when um, you know one person is on a particular project um, and the other person you know encourages them to move forward with that and and, and they just have total um, respect and understanding for each other's roles within within the business and um, yeah not comparing each other that's that's something really big I took from that yeah. and I loved the story about the uh, daughter's Lego um, the daughter's Lego when she was building the Pilates class with the Lego and I think you know that was really I thought that was really moving actually because being a family being as a parent myself um, you know and having the business as part of the family to fact the daughter decided to build a Pilates class with Lego um, and then offered I believe it was free classes um, <laughs> was just absolutely beautiful and it just goes to show how much our children do pick up and how much they do absorb they do they soak up everything that you give them and even the things that you don't even realise that they're they're absorbing and that's kind of what made me think that well they must be learning an awful lot of lessons by being almost a part of the business exactly and the, you know talk about a bit creativity and children you know thrive on creativity and uh, i know for, from my point of view with my children you know they love trying out new things they love experimenting with new things you know visiting new places and children of course like to do that also but then also they do listen to, to me working to me working from home as well and interestingly um, I asked my 13 year old son the other day what he would like to do and he said he'd like to be an entrepreneur wow that's powerful stuff I love that so every week on the show we like to finish off by giving a shout out or answering a question or uh, just responding to something that someone's put on our Facebook page which is facebook.com slash big little business show uh, and we're also on Instagram at big little business show too and I've had a conversation with wonky wheel at Finchingfield from Instagram this is amazing do you know Finchingfield it's, it's like a little pretty little yeah. village in Essex it's a beautiful place it's lovely yeah lovely duck pond in the middle of the green there and uh, lots of nice pubs and uh, sheep mm. and now this woman runs the only gallery in Finchingfield obviously because at the time we're recording this we're uh, suffering from lockdown because of the uh, coronavirus situation and she's obviously struggled because she's had to close her gallery uh, but she's gone online and she's taken like a lot of us has she's adapted to the situation and she's she's done really well as a result of it and she's looking forward hopefully to opening again uh, in the middle of June so fingers crossed if you're listening to this and it's sort of the back end of June, maybe July time, you can head yourself uh, up to a Finchingfield for a day trip and go and check out her gallery at Wonky Wheel at Finchingfield. She is on Instagram. Brilliant, brilliant. And what a beautiful location to work. Oh, I know. I'm very jealous. It's a beautiful village. Before we finish off, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you get to know when the next one's coming out. And don't forget to leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you'd like to change. Let us know who you'd like to hear. And we'll see you next time. Claire, it's your turn to say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> the beat. You've been listening to The Big Little Business Show with Paul Mumford and Claire Horsley. 
You can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show. The Big Little Business Show is a PM2 Media and Excel Networking production.